Greetings, and welcome to At Home with Economics. I'm your host, Bo Garcia, Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development at Lansing Community College. At Home with Economics is a space where we explore business, workforce, and community development initiatives and how they impact our daily lives. Today, we will be interviewing Susan Corbin. Susan is State Director of Labor and Economic Opportunity, also known as LEO. Now, in the past, Susan has served as a senior advisor in the office of Governor Whitmer, director of customer assistance in the Michigan Public Service Commission, deputy director and chief of staff for the Department of Energy, Labor, and Economic Growth, where she had oversight responsibility for the Unemployment Insurance Agency, the Workers' Compensation Agency, and the Michigan Occupational Safety and Health Administration. She has also served as director of appointments for Governor Granholm. Welcome, Director Carbon, and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much, Bo. I'm glad that I have the opportunity to talk to you today. Oh, so many good things to talk about today. So, first of all, Director Corbin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you came to arrive at LEO? Well, you talked a little bit about my background. I always start by saying that I've had my career in state government. Both of my parents were public servants. You know, I grew up in Clio, Michigan, where my mother taught in the public school district there. My father was first a minister, um, and then he went into politics, first being elected a county commissioner, and then he served three terms in the Michigan State Senate. So when he was serving in the Michigan State Senate, that was, you know, during my very formative years when I was in uh, middle school and high school and starting college. And I just, I spent a lot of time with him in Lansing, following him around um, in the state capitol and following him around um, as he traveled around the state. So I ended up coming to MSU where I got my degree from James Madison College. And I started in state government as a student assistant in the Michigan Department of Commerce in the Office of International Development. So whenever I meet a young person who's in the Lansing area, well, really anywhere in the state of Michigan, and they have an interest in state government or public service, I always tell them about the opportunity to serve as a student assistant in one of our state departments. They're great jobs for, uh, you know, people as they're in college, you know, if if they need to work through college, they're just, well-paying jobs, and they're a great introduction into what we do here in the state of Michigan for our citizens. I was very fortunate to start my career as a student assistant in the early 80s. I've worked in several state departments since that time, and I've had the opportunity to serve in the administrations of both of our women governors, Governor Granholm and now Governor Whitmer. Outstanding. You know, your history and the uh, the role models that you've had in your parents is just tremendous. I can see how it kind of played out in your life and you saw some really good things being done and uh, you, you continue to do them yourself. So thank you for mm-hmm. your service. That is fantastic. Well, thank you. Could you tell us a little bit about what LEO is? It's, it's mission, purpose, kind of at the 10,000 foot level. Uh, Yes. Uh, The governor created the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity in the first year of her administration. She really felt that it was important that she merged the 20 agencies that are in our department because she thought that it was critically important that the traditional labor functions 
uh, our activities around employment and training, economic development, and our community and housing activity, we're all sitting in the same place of state government so that we could all be working in the same direction. And our basic mission is to expand economic opportunity and prosperity for all Michiganders. Our department strives to work all together to help close opportunity gaps in talent, economic and workforce development, and housing and community development, as I mentioned. We know that we need to make Michigan a place where all people, businesses, and communities have the means to reach their full potential. You know, that is tremendous alignment, and it makes perfect sense. 20 agencies, that's uh, that's pretty comprehensive, and doing just a tremendous job at it, too. Thank you so much. You know, along those lines, what type of economic impact has Leo had on, on Michigan over the you know last few years in relation to workforce development? Well, some of the things that I'm particularly proud of, uh, I talk a lot about registered apprenticeship programs and pre-apprenticeship programs. Since 2019, LEO has awarded more than $27 million in state apprenticeship expansion grants. These funds will go to support the development of more than 8,000 registered apprentices by 2027. Apprenticeship in Michigan really allows people to earn while they learn. Someone who enters apprenticeship program, they are paid you know, while they're working and while they're being educated through the apprenticeship model. And they walk out of that experience without any kind of student debt and a really strong portable skill set. So I'm very proud of the work that we're doing there. We have responsibility for the Going Pro Talent Fund. That's a program that helps ensure that employers have the talent that they need to compete and grow, but also it's a program that gives employees the kinds of skills that they need for in-demand jobs. Uh, since 2014, Going Pro has helped train more than 170,000 Michigan workers at over 6,000 businesses across our state. 60% of those are small businesses with less than 100 employees. We know that we're really filling a gap for employers that know their employees need to have greater training, but it may not be affordable or they just may not have a way of delivering those services to their employees. This year, we've just recently awarded $47 million to assist businesses with, as you know, as I mentioned, with training for uh, current employees and for newly hired employees. We also play a key role in the creation of the Michigan Reconnect program. And that program is a program that provides a tuition-free pathway to a community college degree or a skill certificate for anybody uh, in Michigan over the age of 25 who does not yet have a college degree. More than 120,000 Michiganders have been accepted into that program and we know that 27,000 people have already enrolled in community colleges and nearly 3,000 people have earned their degree or skill certificate. And just recently, the legislature has changed the rules around Michigan Reconnect, making anybody over the age of 21 eligible for that program. So we know that these programs show great promise 
in our state because we know that if somebody has a post-secondary degree or a skill certificate, they're much more likely to be in our workforce and they're going to be in our workforce earning a higher wage. Absolutely. You know what I, I love about everything you just said? First of all, Lansing Community College participates in as many of those fantastic programs that you just mentioned as we possibly can. But what's what's also extraordinary is this. While some might think these are costs, no, you know, no these are investments. These are investments that the state is making in community members as in, in our economy and in the lives of people that will uh, improve their, their quality of life and standard of living. So, yeah, fantastic investments. Thank you so much. Now, um, to kind of along those lines, you know, you know, how do you think this type of activity affects a community in, in a region? Uh, well, I mean, you've just touched on that. We know that if we make investments in higher education and skill certificates, we can help someone secure a better future for themselves and for their family. And all of that ensures uh, Michigan's economic vibrancy. We know prior to going into the pandemic that employers were having trouble finding people with the right skill set. We know that more jobs are requiring an increase in skilled workers who possess education and training beyond just a high school diploma. We expect that by 2026 alone, we will have 545,000 openings for professional trades. So by preparing our workforce for today's higher skilled, higher wage jobs and the jobs we know that are on the horizon, we're helping pull Michigan families out of working poverty. As I mentioned, we're increasing our labor force participation rate because if someone has a degree, and they are going to step into a well-paying job, they're going to be working. And all of that helps create thriving communities that act as magnets for talent and capital. Wow. You know, this, as I said earlier, these are are so comprehensive. These resources are so vast. Organizationally, how is LEO structured to deliver all of these types of opportunities? Well, we've talked about the 20 um, agencies, bureaus, commissions, councils, that all work uh, in our department to expand economic opportunity and prosperity for all. Leo's strategic combination of agencies and divisions, I think, really helps position us to deliver these opportunities. Our Office of Employment and Training houses the bureaus that are designed to help uh, develop customized workforce solutions for businesses and individuals, including those people with disabilities. Through those programs, the services that we provide, the partners that we work with, employment and training supports Michigan's workforce system with a focus on worker training, supports for career-based education, job preparedness, and connecting people to employment services. Our labor division consists of the agencies and commissions that are devoted to ensuring workplace safety and equitable labor relations for employees and employers. Um, And they do a great job of expanding outreach and education efforts around compliance and enforcement, as well as building stakeholder engagement opportunities and stronger relationships with employers and employees. Our prosperity division works to create and execute strategies that build prosperity for Michiganders, from our poverty task force to our office of 60 by 30, my STEM and beyond, our prosperity team really works to address the needs of Michiganders across the state through high quality programming and policy initiatives 
that aim to help people reach their full potential. You know, these are all incredible value drivers, all high impact, you know, just structured to, to make a difference. That's, that's fantastic. Are there any particular tools that you use to help uh, kind of create these opportunities and, and, and optimize the capacity that you've developed in this organizational structure? Because these are, these are tremendous resources. Yeah, we have, you know, several talent development tools. First, we have programs that support high school completion. In Michigan, we have nearly 500,000 people that have not completed high school. So our employment and training staff provides support for Michiganders to take that first step in gaining post-secondary credentials so that they can fill those in-demand high-wage jobs that we know are in Michigan. Um, Adult education assistance for Michiganders over the age of 23 who need help obtaining a high school diploma or placement in a career training program or a transition to a Michigan community college or a university is a critical tool in our toolbox. We also provide assistance to immigrants and English language learners. We don't want that to be a barrier for someone stepping into a good paying job. Employment and training, as I mentioned, also supports individuals with disabilities. We have our Vocational Rehabilitation Bureau. We also have the Bureau of Services for Blind Persons. I guess I misspoke. It's our Michigan Rehabilitation Services. And then both of those bureaus provide uh, vocational rehabilitation services. We're committed to helping people with differing abilities receive the support that they need so that they can be prepared to pursue and retain careers. We also have a unique program in the Michigan Career and Technical Institute. It offers 13 career and technical education programs to provide vocational training for individuals with a disability. You know, and this is just like, you know, attending a a college. It's a residential program that's available for people across the state of Michigan. And then people who graduate through that technical institute receive industry-recognized credentials and typically step right into a job. We also support returning citizens. Our Veterans Employment Services, that team leads initiatives that help justice-involved veterans, including the Michigan Incarcerated Veterans InReach Program. And uh, that program provides pre-release education and employment assistance and career guidance to incarcerated veterans at seven correctional facilities across Michigan. We also have the Michigan Citizen Reentry Initiative. That initiative provides in-reach services at federal correctional facilities for re-entry services. You know, as I'm listening to this, this is such a vast and equitable talent pipeline model that you've developed that, I mean, the range of resources to such a broad audience is just phenomenal. You know, wow. Wow. Um are there any types of partnerships that you uh, that you have with different organizations to provide these types of services? For instance, you know, federal, state, local, private sector, education, et cetera, anything along those lines? Absolutely. We might be the state agency that leads efforts on talent and workforce, but we know that we need to rely on many partners across the state to help accomplish our goals. We strongly value the partnerships that we have with our state leaders and other departments. Uh, local workforce agencies, community colleges, universities, and other training providers, stakeholders in the housing and community development arena, nonprofits, foundations. 
one of our strongest partnerships is with our local Michigan Works agencies. We leverage various sources of funds that flow through LEO to the local MWA partners to provide support to Michigan people and businesses on the ground. Those services might include customized recruitment and training so that a business can have a fresh start or they can grow in Michigan. Uh, We provide flexible training dollars through the Going Pro Talent Fund that I mentioned. MWAs also provide support to remove barriers to employment for low-income, poor, and working poor residents, including those who earn above the poverty level but not enough to adequately sustain a household. They also provide supportive services to address transportation, legal services, childcare, clothing needs, tools for work, any other kind of barrier that a person has to entering the workforce. And one of the unique collaboratives that we have is the EV Jobs Academy. We know it's critically important in Michigan that we make the transition from ICE to electric vehicles. And so we've collaborated with the Workforce Intelligence Network and more than 100 other partners from employers, labor, industry stakeholders, education institutions, community colleges. And all of that work helps to drive the state's advanced mobility, talent development for the future. You are optimizing everything you do by partnering with so many uh, stakeholders and that allows them to optimize their capacity to the mutual benefit of the, of the community. That is just that is extraordinary. You know, kind of along those lines, because these are so, so comprehensive, what does this mean to our, like our listeners in terms of like, uh, you know, how does it affect their employment or their wages, education, poverty levels, crime? You kind of started to speak to that a bit. Well, we know that so much of the work that we do is critical to combating poverty in the state of Michigan. Of the 4 million households in Michigan, we know that 1.6 million households are living in poverty. And what we have discovered is that, as I had mentioned earlier, post-secondary education is strongly correlated with poverty rates in Michigan. Data shows that somebody who's completed high school or an equivalency had a poverty rate nearly 13 percentage points less than someone who has not completed high school. Jobless rates also tend to be much higher for individuals without a high school diploma or somebody without additional education beyond a GED. And also, our labor force participation rates are much lower for these groups. Adult education also promotes racial equity, as 74% of adult learners are people of color. We know that educating adults helps families break out of intergenerational poverty, provides a hand up and a path to a sustaining wages. We know outcomes for recent graduates also shows significant increases in wages with post-secondary education. Uh, workers whose employees have participated in our Going Pro Talent Fund typically receive a nearly 10% increase in their hourly wages because of that training. So we want all of your listeners to know that if they're a Michigander, you know, a Michigan resident who isn't working or who's working in a job that doesn't provide a good career path, we can provide access to the training and support that they might need to get an industry-recognized credential or a community college degree. Or if one of your listeners is a person with a disability, we want them to know that they can get on a path to self-sufficiency 
and into a rewarding career. We want everybody in Michigan to be on a path to a better future for themselves and their families because we know all of that helps create stronger communities. Wow. Wow. You know, everything you're saying is just, it's, it's all about the greater common good, essential, relevant resources that are going to benefit, you know, at a macro level of community and a micro level of household. Just phenomenal. You know, finally, Director Corbin, uh, what type of, of trends that might be emerging within, you know, any particular region or any forecasting you, you may have that uh, might reflect any type of uh, uh, trends that are emerging or uh, individuals who might be moving into the region or considering, you know, planning to change their careers or upscaling, anything along those lines? Well, you know, some of the programs that we've talked about already are really, you know, once-in-a-lifetime programs for people that we know are making a real difference in the lives of Michiganders. And there is more on the horizon. In our fiscal year 24 budget, uh, which starts in October, there is great focus on helping anyone make it in Michigan with investments in people from preschool through post-secondary and a bold expansion of many of our workforce development programs. The budget also includes $70 million to temporarily lower the age for Michigan Reconnect. As I mentioned, anyone now over the age of 21 has a tuition-free pathway to an associate's degree or a skills certificate. The governor um, and the legislature in their budget are also funding the state's new Growing Michigan Together Council. This council will assist in developing a statewide strategy focused on attracting talent and expanding opportunities for families while addressing the needs of our communities. We are continuing to strengthen Michigan's economy with investments that support Michigan's people and businesses. As I said earlier, we want Michigan to be a place where every person, every business, and every community has the opportunity to reach their full potential. So I you know, just want to close by encouraging anybody who has questions about our programs or wants to learn more, please visit our website, which is michigan.gov slash leo, L-E-O. Um, and on our website, you can find out more about our programs and services and places where you can go to get assistance and get on a pathway to a great career. Phenomenal. What a pleasure to speak with you today, Director Corbin. And thank you for sharing this excellent information about the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, also known as LEO, how it supports our regional economy and the members of this community. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about this. Thank you all so much for the pleasure and privilege of your time. At Home with Economics is a space where we explore business, workforce, and community development initiatives and how they impact our daily lives. This has been your host, Bo Garcia. Have a tremendous day. Featuring the faculty, staff, students, and others that help to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. LCC Connect, Mid-Michigan's connection to Lansing Community College. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, 
visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. K-12 Operations at Lansing Community College has been a proud collaborator of the Lansing Promise Scholarship since 2012. The Lansing Promise Scholarship offers graduating high school seniors who live within the Lansing School District and attend a high school within district boundaries an opportunity to attend LCC. Since its inception, over 1,000 enrolled students have saved over $2 million, earning over 400 degrees and certificates as well as 30,000 credits at LCC. For more information on the Lansing Promise Scholarship, please visit lcc.edu hope. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29 years old and I have a career that I love as a systems analyst. Career. It still sounds cool to say that word. I never could have gotten on this path without a college degree. And if the college me were here, he'd tell you. I never would have gotten to college without Big Brothers Big Sisters. I could have ended up anywhere, on the streets even. But college? Joe Thompson? Not likely. My big brother helped me out. He taught me I could do anything, at a time when a lot of people were saying just the opposite. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Thank you for listening to LCC Connect. I'm Paul Schwartz, and I host a show called The Safety Plan. The Safety Plan is about the latest cyber scams and how to avoid them. You can catch The Safety Plan here on LCC Connect or listen anytime at lccconnect.org. Lansing Community College welcomes transfer students. Transfer students may apply transfer credits towards their LCC degree, certificate, or transfer program. Learn more at lcc.edu slash belong. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to Community Combos, a podcast and radio program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in Lansing and around mid-Michigan. Welcome once again to The Combo. My name's Dedelian, and with me in the studio today is the Executive Director for the Lansing Area Safety Council, Rita Lamoro. Yes, thank you. So glad you could join me today. It is one of these things that I had never heard of this before, and I really wanted to invite you in to uh, help people to get to know a little bit about what's happening and what it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about the Community Resource Fair that's coming up. Uh, now, is this your first year doing this? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Uh, so give me the details. What, what exactly is this all about and what are you trying to do here? So the Community Resource and Safety Fair is to get all of our local resources for employment, health and safety, and education all in one space. So our citizens that and families that need just a little more help can come to one place at one time. And it's kind of like 
like a one-stop shopping of resources. So it makes it a little easier for them to access the resources to help them feed, clothe, educate their families, and transport their families. Very good. This this kind of even acts as a little bit of a networking uh, event as well, doesn't it? It sure does. Okay. Yeah. You're able to um, get out there, meet other families, meet other people for our nonprofits and entities that are being vendors at tables, Mm -hmm. um, they'll be able to get to know each other so that they can work off of each other and share resources. Okay. And I was also a little bit surprised to find out that this is actually happening right here at Lansing Community College at the downtown campus. Why did you decide to do it here? Uh, Well, one thing I know that LCC students are a great source of people that need help. Okay. As a student myself, I know I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the funding to to take care of everything. So I knew that LCC was a great place. I'm also alumni and proud supporter of LCC. But the main reason was you had an amazing space down in the Gannon Commons and the mall. And it is on the bus line and it is free parking. And it's hard to find a place that can hold a large event on the bus line and free parking for our folks that can't ride, drive out to the mall or can't go very far. Right, right. And that new uh, parking structure we've got, of course, makes it very, very accessible. I love the parking structure. It's great. (laughs) Tell me about some of the vendors that are going to be there. So they're all your health and human service organizations, such as Ingham County Health Department. You have CAPCAN, which is our college access network. And then we have nurses in there. There would be someone educating on COVID shots and on vaccinations. And then we have um, housing people coming and then transportation people coming. So it's a wide range of human service organizations. Uh, We add in the safety component because the Lansing Fire Department is coming. So we want to make sure that we have a safety component because we want to keep our citizens safe. And after all, you are the Lansing Area Safety Council. Yes, our mission is to provide safety education and prevention methods to the community and to be a resource hub. And part of being a resource hub is connecting our citizens to the resources they need to keep them and their families safe. Very good, very good. And as far as other events, do you do anything else like throughout the year? Well, most people might know about the Safety Patrol Picnic. I went in 1981, and it was the greatest day of my life. And we brought it back after the pandemic this year. And it still was as much fun as when I was in fifth grade. But (laughs) that is our large event where we have 600 elementary students come in and They are thanked for being student safeties for their schools. And we have all the police, fire, every single first responder group comes out with their vehicles to talk to the students. And it's a great day for them. Okay, so we've got the community resource fair, and what else? How do you say that? The safety and the safety, safety community patro- and safety resource fair is that what uh, we got? community community resource and safety fair? Okay, yes, I want to make sure I get the safety yeah. in there now that I understand all that part. Yes, of it. Uh, that's happening at the downtown yep. campus at LCC. But what day is that going to be happening? It is August 12th from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. It is in the Gannon's Commons at the Gannon Building. We will also have music on the mall, and we'll have some first responders on the mall and other different people that can help you all out. 
Well, that's great. That sounds not only informative, but entertaining as well. Uh, we should probably mention that it's free to attend the event. Yes, it is. Now, if somebody wanted to find out more about the Community Resource and Safety Fair. It is on our website, which is safetycouncil.org. Awesome. Rita, did you have anything more to add before we uh, wrap it up? No, just that I'm a great supporter of everything that LCC does. And I want to reach out to all of the people at LCC and tell them that we're here as a resource for them. Absolutely happy that we could be have you here on the show to talk a little bit about it. Rita Lamoro, Executive Director for the Lansing Area Safety Council. Thanks so much for coming in and uh, being a part of the combo. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Community Combos, a program from LCC Connect with conversations about what's happening in our community. To listen to this episode on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org or find us on your favorite podcast platform. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Community Combos, email us lcc-connect at lcc.edu. And thanks for joining the combo. Examining the issues and topics that affect our lives from the local level to the world stage. Listen to the programs of LCC Connect anytime at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. If you're considering returning to school, exploring career options, or needing support in life transitions, Lansing Community College has the Adult Resource Center available to qualified students. The Adult Resource Center staff provides one-on-one appointments, registration assistance, referrals to community and campus resources, tuition and childcare grants, academic advising, and other helpful tools to help with your educational career. To find out more information, visit lcc.edu and search Adult Resource Center. Hi, I'm Lisa Alexander, and I host a show called Who's That Star on LCC Connect. This show is all about an inside look at the LCC community where you get a chance to meet our faculty and staff, plus learn about their passion projects at work and at home. You can catch Who's That Star here on LCC Connect or listen anytime at lccconnect.org. Psst. Yeah, you. It's me, your heart. Listen to me. We've got to talk. High blood pressure is serious and yours... Whoa, what happened to us? We used to be so much more active. But lately, you've been ignoring me. I know you think I'm just going to keep ticking away forever, but you're wrong. You can do so much more to control your high blood pressure. Doing the minimum isn't doing enough. I'm under a lot of pressure and can quit whenever I want. Bet you didn't know that. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Check on me. Give me something green to nibble on every once in a while. And maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. Let's get to it. After all, we're in this together. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. 
the Modern Warehousing Program through the Job Training Center at Lansing Community College is an industry-led program that prepares individuals for frontline material handling and supply chain logistic positions in medical centers, fulfillment centers, warehouses, and factories. Those who complete this program can earn multiple certifications. Visit lcc.edu slash jtctraining for more information. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. It's time for Inside LCC, an inside look at Lansing Community College's academic programs. I'm Cassie Little, and we've got you covered with programs that nourish creativity and exploration, cultivate your purpose, and guide you to your career. Listen as we explore some of the opportunities at LCC and learn from conversations with faculty members, staff, and students. Hello, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for today's program because it is a little bit different than what we are typically covering, but I am here today with Teresa Price. Teresa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Good morning, Cassie. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. My name is Teresa Price, and I am the Youth Program Coordinator here at Lansing Community College. Um, some people don't know that we have a youth program here. Some people inside of LCC, people in the community may not know. So I'm hoping that we'll get some good information today. I've been here for about, I'm going into my ninth year. Nice. I love Congrats. my job. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I love my job. How, how uh, many people can say that? And we basically deal with offering classes to students from second to 12th grade. Great. Yeah, I'm excited to have you to talk about youth programs because like you said, not a lot of people know we have it. Um, and as I was looking a little bit into the website at some of the classes, they looked pretty interesting. So I'm excited to get into that. Um, so can you give us like an elevator pitch, kind of an overview of what youth programs are at LCC? Sure. I do tend to talk long. I'll try to keep it as short right. as possible <laughs> because I love our program and there's just so much there's to know lot. about it. Yeah. Um, we recently had an overview hall thanks to the LCC marketing department on our website and I just love it. So if you go to our website lcc.edu slash serious fun mm. um, that's our website because we do have serious fun <laughs> um, and there are several tabs on our website. One is for summer camps. You can click on that and then you can click on the age of your child and all of the classes for um, your student your particular age student will pop up for you. Um, we also have online only classes. Again, a lot of people don't know about that. Wow, so if yeah. you're into YouTube videos, podcasting, mm -hmm. um, uh, Minecraft, uh, Roblox, those are very popular gaming programs for students. And we have uh, programming classes online only for students as well. Awesome. So online classes, in-person classes. classes. One of the things that makes us unique, I think, in the community is that our classes are taught by um, LCC college instructors, mm. and they have a degree in which, uh, in the field in which that they're teaching. So you get a little more depth and breadth of knowledge, um, I believe, in taking our classes. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into this more, but I just think that's 
it's such a great way to spend some time over the summer, you know, a fun, like you said, something fun, also learning a skill. But I, I could see it also as a way for uh, a student who might be interested in majoring in something in the future to be able to do a little bit of discovery. It in that. is a great way to do that. So we offer um, little tidbits of information. And by tidbits, I mean, they're 12 hour classes. So during the summer, they're um, one week long. Basically, you come for a week, you take either a morning or an afternoon class, or you can take both, and you learn a lot of um, information about that particular subject. And you can decide whether that's something that you want to explore further, or you know what, that's not what I thought it was going to be, and that's not what I want to look into, let me go somewhere else. So we do have a lot of STEAM um, related classes, and STEAM stands for, maybe you've heard of STEM, mm-hmm. science, technology, engineering, and math, and if you add the arts in there, mm. then it becomes STEAM. So we offer STEAM classes. So some of our arts classes that we offer, um, imagination art for the youngest, second, and third graders. Uh, we have explore painting mediums for the fourth and fifth graders. We have a puppetry class that is brand new, taught by a person who has a degree as a puppet master. Wow. And just so fun. And and, um, I got to purchase the puppets um, for the class, and I've named them, and they're just my friends. (laughs) I just, I like, I want to take that class myself. Yeah, me too, actually. (laughs) Um, So, but we also have science classes, technology. Some of our most important or most popular classes, I should say, not most important, Um, But most popular classes used to be the battling robots class. So for fourth and fifth graders and sixth to eighth graders, you can take battling robots, which uses Lego uh, robotics equipment. Um, But not to forget the youngest kids, the second and third graders, their popular class is beginning robotics. And they use a Sphero robot that's a little bit easier to program. But this year, I think... Um, the classes that have become a little bit more popular, they're top, they're going over the top here, is our music video production. Oh, yeah. Our digital filmmaking classes. And we do have a photography class, all again, taught by a professional cinematographer. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, having that expertise that students can ask questions and learn from someone. And if they are interested in moving forward, that's a great uh, person to go to with questions about the career and, you know, future classes, I'm sure. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more than delightful for teachers and myself um, watching the program, seeing kids um, in the class that, and it just sparks their um, creativity. It sparks their desire to learn more. And that's just what really what it's all about. That is. Um, So we did talk about some of the classes and specific programs you mentioned, but are there any others that you want to talk about or maybe talk about what a student can expect or what their experience would be like in some of those? Sure, that's a great idea. Um, So we offer this year 25 different classes. Typically, we offer 50 Um, every summer, 50 different classes that are in-person classes. We're still trying to get our feet underneath us um, since COVID, uh, post-COVID. But we have about 300 students already enrolled. We expect about 350, 400 before summer begins in a few weeks before our classes begin. But basically each week um, on Monday, we have a different set of classes that start. We have morning classes from nine to noon, afternoon classes from one to four, We also offer free before care, so parents that need to get to work Mm. on time can drop off their kids early. We'll take care of them. We put them into um, a room with games and movies. 
Uh, we supervise them. We get them to their classroom. Um, kids can stay during lunch if they want. Now, they do have to bring their own lunch. We do not provide food service, and we're very concerned about any allergies, so kids bring their own lunch. Um, and then maybe they stay for an afternoon class as well. And again, the class is from 1 to 4, so uh, some students hang out with us from 4 to 5 mm-hmm. until their parents are able to come get us. Again, the before care, the lunch care, and the after care are all free of charge. You don't even sign up. You just show up, which I, I like to really think great. That yeah. can be really helpful, that can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Wow. especially for those that have schedule um, issues. But the kids will arrive in the class. The teacher will explain what's going on. We have a syllabus for every class. Again, with the younger kids, the teachers will talk through that with them. Here's what we're planning to do this week. And then they break it down step by step. Here's what we're going to start with. So you said, I think, um, 12 hours total. 12 hours. Is that for every class or does it vary a little bit? So most of our classes, I would say 95% of our classes are exactly 12 hours. We have after school classes at some of the local schools. Those are also 12 hour classes. They're just divided differently. So for example, kids have been going to school all day. We don't hold three hour classes. Mm -hmm. That's just too much. But we do hold two hour classes six um, weeks in a row. Uh, for them after school. Our summer program is Monday through Thursday um, for three hours each. Now, one of our classes, music, uh, musical theater production, is actually being held at main campus in the music department because they have a piano and we don't. Um, and that is for seventh grade and above. That one still has seats available. That one is five days and 15 hours for the class. So there is a little, a little wiggle of, room. Yeah. But most of our classes for the summer are held at our East Campus location, which is um, off Hagedorn across from uh, MSU. Yeah. Um, and we find that if we start on time and end on time, then uh, parents can have multiple kids in our classes and and follow the same schedule. So for yeah, the summer that's helpful. at East, we, we keep kind of a, a rigid schedule for our classes. Awesome. So I looked on the website and I was just kind of browsing, of course, wishing I could take a lot of these classes, Me but too. I'm outside of the age range. Yeah. Um, but some of the ones that I saw listed are Superhero Comics, Build a Bot, the music musical theater camp that you mentioned, photography, wetland explorers. Um, So a lot of really interesting variety of classes. Certainly, we're hoping that there will be a class that everyone is interested in because we do have such a variety. Again, variety of ages and variety of topics. So Carol McGrath um, has been with our program, I think, think 20 years don't yell at me Carol if I got that wrong (laughs) but I think it's she's going into her 21st year with us so she's been here much longer than I have and she has kind of a following she teaches a lot of science related classes she used to be a chemist well she is a chemist Mm -hmm. Uh, she used to work in that full time but she also owns a wildlife um, center nature discovery and um, she comes and brings animals with her so like the wetland or she has Michigan reptiles and amphibians um, so once her kids, uh, once kids take her classes, they enjoy her style, they enjoy what she has to teach, and they tend to follow her and take a lot of her classes, which is really nice. She also teaches the Build-A-Bot class. Oh, wow. So the Build-A-Bot class is 
um, people bring in old uh, electronics. They break them apart. She shows them how to make electricity, how to take pieces apart, put that together into a robot that they then actually get to take home. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, when they come in, they're going to build a robot that can walk on the ceiling and talk and do all of this. (laughs) And when they leave, it's not quite there yet. But they're very proud of their accomplishments. And quite honestly, they make so many great products that are well over my head. So I'm always impressed with what I see. That's really great. Um, And I think, like you said, following the instructor that students, especially if they start in this at a young age, they can take a lot of different classes and maybe with the same or different instructors over the years. And every year we try to offer some new classes, but then we offer some of our basic, very popular classes. Um, our beginning robotics classes where they use Fero robots. We offer that at least twice during the summer because it's so popular. Not everyone can get in if we just have one class. Now, having said that, a lot of our classes are full already, but there are classes that still have openings. So check out the website. But I know our puppetry class, that is brand new this year. New classes sometimes take a couple years to get a foothold. Yeah, it takes some time um, to catch on. Um, and we have another new class called um, Move Your Feet to the Dancing Beat, who is taught by a professional dance instructor. That has a few um, slots, a few seats open um, this year as well. So we still have seats open. Um, not all classes. And you can ask to be put on a waiting list. If there is a class um, that you are interested in, you find out that it's full, you know, just leave a message. We can put you on the waiting list and call if somebody should drop or swap out of that class. Sounds good. Yeah. And we'll mention the website at the end of the episode um, because, of course, that's always a great place to check out more information and the most updated information. So I was wondering, do you ever get to, do you personally ever get to talk to the students or observe the classrooms or hear anything? You know? I do. And okay. again, again, part of my favorite part of the job is having the kids in the building for the summer. So if you can imagine 50, 100 kids in the building, um, they just bring an energy yes. and excitement. And one of the things that I've done since day one from previous um, youth jobs that I've had, youth supervision jobs, is I go into the classroom because I need to know what that class is teaching so that I can better promote it to others. Also, there are parents who have particular ideas or students with particular needs, Mm -hmm. and they want to know what class might suit their child um, very well. Some kids like structured classes. Other kids um, may like classes that give them more freedom and creativity. So by going into the classroom, I get a better picture of what that particular, how that, the style that that teacher uses to teach, but also the content of the material of the class. So I am, every time I walk into a class, I learn something, I'm excited. Um, It's just a joy. That's great. Do you have any crazy stories or anything exciting or interesting Uh, that you've ever seen? Well, I can tell you, again, this has to do with Carol McGrath's class. Mm -hmm. So one of her classes was Science with Experiments. And this was either second or third or fourth to fifth graders. I don't remember which. But she's doing the periodic table and doing um, calculations on the board. And I'm like, wait, I kind of remember this from (laughs) high school, but I don't. And so I'm learning, relearning things that she is teaching the younger kids. And I can tell you with her wildlife class, and I do love her wildlife class. I'm not afraid of um, uh, those creatures. Oh, yeah. But she feeds them. The kids feed them. And that part I found was 
probably not something not that I thing. would, it was not my <laughs> thing. So yeah, I, I can imagine I would probably relearn a lot of things in those classes too. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I know we talked a little bit in general about, you know, we kind of peppered in some information about how to sign up, what does it cost? Are there scholarships, things like that? Um, what the timeframes are. So maybe we can just recap that, uh, all in one spot for for the listeners. And again, it's probably good to go to our website where it does list yes. it out, www.lcc.edu slash serious fun. Um, and on there again, we have um, every week during the summer, we have classes, 25 in-person classes. Um, each week, a different set of classes. You either take a morning class or an afternoon class, Monday through Thursday. There are some exceptions, so be sure to read the the details. Um, But we also offer, I think, 72 or 80 online-only classes, Um, and those classes tend to focus on a lot of the programming, Minecraft, Roblox, uh, YouTube videos, um, those kinds of topics. Sounds good. And there is a cost um, to sign up, so those will vary based on the class. Well, actually, our classes all cost the same. Oh, So whether you're taking an online class. Now, the online classes are 15 hours. So even though they're online, they're not in person, you get an extra three hours for the same price. So the price is either either $159 or $169, depending on when you sign up. So if you sign up early, you get a little bit of an early bird discount. Awesome. Okay, Um, well, that's incentive. (laughs) And so we do keep our classes um, at about $159, $169. Now, having said that, if you are an LCC employee, if you do have tuition benefits, um, check into that through your HR office and you will get a significant discount signing kids up. Great. And again, having spoken about costs, I do want to make sure that we mention scholarships. Okay, yes. So we have given out about $4,500 in scholarships this summer already. Yay, I know. (laughs) What a joy. What a joy to give away money to a a student (laughs) who's going to benefit greatly. So um, in general, if you qualify for free or reduced lunches at school, you likely qualify for a scholarship from us. Having said that, um, we gave about uh, 28, I think, scholarships away, seats in classes away already before the end of March. Um, I would encourage anybody that might be interested for future uh, classes that go ahead and sign up for the scholarship anyway now, even though we don't currently have any funds left, because when funds do become available either later this year or next year, we will know to reach out to you that you were interested and make sure that you get that information. And the LCC Foundation is very kind and generous. Um, They collect donations from the community um, for this great cause. Yeah. So when do you, when do new classes or when does the schedule get posted each year? Or if someone did want to look into scholarships, is it, you know, early spring? Last year was, I have to say, a really rough year. Again, post-COVID, yeah. we had the great resignation. So a lot of staff moved to other full-time positions from part-time positions that we offered. Last year was a rough year and the schedule didn't get up till pretty late and the scholarships weren't given out until April, May. This year, with the help of the LCC Marketing, our new website, a lot more supports, um, people settled into their positions. 
we were able to get the schedule up in, at the end of February. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage everyone who is interested in fu- in the future years to start January or February inquiring, and that way you won't be um, late to the table. And I know we are recording this in the spring, summertime, but I know these make great Christmas or holiday gifts. Christmas so or holiday gifts, Something yeah. you can think about, um, even if the classes aren't posted yet, you know, writing out a little gift card to give to the child in your life, it makes a great gift. Um, so I think we covered a lot, Teresa. Is there anything else you can think of that you want to share? Anything we didn't touch on we did cover a lot Mm -hmm. maybe just to mention that if you'd like information to be sent to you um, if you go to our website there is a spot called join our mailing list it actually is an email list so if you sign up on there we will capture your email and then when we have newsletters or information to share with you we can send that out as well we are also trying to get our facebook back up and going we had a change in administration so we're trying to get that back up and going as well yeah so the email list might be the best way to go Um, we won't overrun your email box but that's a great way if you forget throughout the rest of the year about the program to be able to stay up to date with news on the youth programs So, Teresa, the last thing I want to ask you um, is our Inside LCC question, which is, what excites you most about your field or your job? It is the fact that I get to see and experience the kids learning and the excitement and the joy that they have when they learn new things. Um, That's a big part of it. The energy is just wonderful. Um, also, the talented instructors that I work with, I mean, they are the ones that teach the classes that bring the topics to the students, super knowledgeable. Um, I'm just so impressed with their talents and their knowledge. That's great. Well, I would love to sneak into some of these classes, so I will ask everyone else to um, sign up for them. It's a great opportunity. I would love to hear about it so I can live vicariously through you. Uh, Again, we have Teresa Price with Youth Programs at LCC. That website is lcc.edu slash serious fun to learn more about everything we talked about today. Teresa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Cassie. This has been Inside LCC. I'm Cassie Little. And if there's a specific degree and program you want to hear more about, let us know by contacting us at lccconnect.org. Thanks for taking a listen Inside LCC. Connecting you with Lansing Community College, this is LCC Connect. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Lansing Community College's downtown and west campuses offer conference and event spaces that can accommodate over 500 attendees. LCC offers hybrid meeting capabilities, in-house catering, free event parking, and on-site customer service. For more information about LCC's conference and event spaces, visit lcc.edu and search conference. Recycle Michigan, a place where there's no city limit, no boundaries, and the population, 9.9 million. So where is Recycle Michigan? It's located in your home, next door, down the road, in your very own community. 
In their continued effort to increase recycling awareness, the Michigan Recycling Coalition has launched the statewide Recycle Michigan campaign. Serving as a resource to both businesses and residents, the Michigan Recycling Coalition provides simple steps to reduce waste, create awareness of the benefits of recycling, and to discover options for recycling through your local communities. By recycling, you, your family, your neighbors, and your community can help protect the things we love most about our state. Recycling junk mail, water bottles, and other containers will help keep our Great Lakes state clean, but it also promotes job growth in Michigan. Discover how you can become a citizen of Recycle Michigan by exploring michiganrecycles.org. Lansing Community College's Fresh Start program forgives outstanding student balances, allowing students to re-enroll without penalty. Fresh Start does not apply to student loan creditors. Learn more at lcc.edu slash fresh start. This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Vision.